Hey guys, welcome back to the Forex Files podcast where we talk about all things Forex and this is of course brought to you by Vertex Investing. We've got myself Ben and of course we have Tans as always. Hello everyone. So today we're going to actually talk about um, a few topics. Uh, the, the first question that we got on from Instagram, one of our clients, who's actually on the course, he says how can we generate capital for trading? So in my um op- not opportunity uh, my journey i obviously i was very young when i started um trading and there wasn't a lot of money coming in i didn't have you know a good job i didn't have parents money that sort of thing so for me to generate capital was quite difficult but <clears throat> um i still had to make it work and i decided i knew that trading was what i wanted to do so making money was always going to be uh, difficult, like generating capital for trading, it was always going to be difficult. Um, I don't know about Tans, but you can tell your story as well. Um, my story is pretty boring, to be fair, because I I finished uni and then went straight to work um, as a physio. And um, the way I built my capital up was I was depositing um, about two, three hundred a month. Um, it was like what I class as like spare money from what I got paid. Um, yeah, that's how I bit mine. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything really extra than that. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's not much exciting though. Yeah, with a lot of people, even though it doesn't. People obviously last. I think it was last episode. You say you keep around forty to sixty. No, thirty to forty k in your account. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, people are wondering how you get from you know putting three hundred, two hundred, three hundred a week. Uh, a month, sorry, into an account suddenly turns into, you know, five figures and then slowly withdrawn monthly as well as that. So it's like, I- I'm assuming people want to know why, uh, how you managed to build that up. How, uh, um, well, I'd, one thing I didn't withdraw, um, I withdrew my initial deposit of, uh, 1500 when I had the chance, um, because that was, that was probably my biggest loss, uh, especially for my student loan. Um, oh, yeah, that told that gave, <laughs> yeah, I mean that gave me a little bit of a, a little bit of satisfaction that you know I've, I'm at least consistent enough to make what I made made, made what I lost, and it mm. sort of took out the emotion then because I had enough there to trade with um, to carry on, and then I just didn't withdraw for uh, about a year and a half or so. Um, and I slated compound along with my deposits that were going in every month. My deposits weren't fixed. They were like whatever was left at the end of the month, I would put in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was quite good at budgeting, to be fair. Um, I used to have like set amounts for set things. And yeah, whatever was left used to just go to my Forex account. Um, but yeah, it was literally just compounding the compounding the account. I think when I first started, um, I got a bit lucky with some over-leveraged uh, trades. Not saying that people should do this, but it's more because I didn't know what I was doing, to be fair. Um, so I got a bit lucky with that to sort of grow the 500 account quite quick. But other than that, it was it was just time, really. It's, it's not easy. Um, I would say it's not easy growing a small... Actually, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I just want to say it's... I don't expect like, a really quick growth from 
a two three hundred pound account as I love Instagram um traders say because that's like the minimum deposit isn't it yeah I think the thing is when people say forex isn't a get rich quick scheme which it obviously isn't it takes years of learning and compounding but if you if you do what you did and you started with say one thousand pounds which is not an impossible amount to get anyone can get that sort of money mm. Yeah. Even though it sounds like a lot, and not many of you guys will probably have a thousand in saving or a thousand pounds spare. Uh, obviously, a lot of you will. But if you start with that, and then you slowly put in five hundred pound a month, and say you're making ten percent a month, which is very low. Um, we'll talk about Vertex's results in our first month in a minute. But you know, ten percent isn't by all means a, a big target. So no, when you're compounding and you've say the second month you're now on £1,600 you know making 10% and depositing 500 and then you do it again and again by the end of the year you're going to be very close you know like the high thousands in the high four figures and then literally mm -hmm. by if you consistently keep this up you'll obviously have a few losing months along the way but if you're doing this in um, you know two three years time easily you'll be at a 50k account if you if you just stay consistent and you know follow your plan yeah that's that's the main <clears throat> thing uh, sticking to the plan really because once you hit around 10k that the multipliers just fly up you know like 10 percent is suddenly 1000 pounds and then you know every month you've made 10k and then it's suddenly 2000 pounds a year after and then you know <clears throat> it grows so quickly it just it it feels slow to begin with but if you keep up the the percentage mindset and you keep growing the same percent not the same percent, but, you know, you hit, like, a, a certain percentage every month. It is going to grow very quickly. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think what, what the main the main issue is, I know this was quite interesting because I was watching a, I don't know if you watched it, it was an FTMO video um, about what traders, how traders fail. Did you ever, did you watch that? It was a couple um, of days ago. I don't think I did, no. No, he was saying like the um, main reason why people fail is because it's mainly because of the patience of not, um, yeah, it's mainly just not having patience because obviously someone with a small account, say like a 500, 500 pounds account and they make, um, what, 10% in a month, which is, which is great. That's a, that's a, that's a really good return. But in reality of what that's only 50 that's 50 pounds which is not really enough for like people to obviously live off you can't exactly do a lot with that but i think what he was saying is that that's the reason why people start over leveraging and trying to get bigger results purely because they're not seeing the money gains they're like completely ignoring the percentage growth as opposed to they're more focused on the the money as opposed to yeah. how far they've actually progressed. I think at the end of the day as well, with on that note, it's like if if you're you know adding five hundred pound a month or two hundred, three hundred pound a month, whatever, or even even if you're just adding a hundred or fifty pounds a month, whatever you can put in safely. Yeah. It's all part of learning. Yeah, no. Because if you're making ten percent now, you just got to think in the future. In a few years' time, if you're doing that, you're going to be making like what, five grand a month if you make ten percent on fifty k. Exactly. And then suddenly, mm. you know that that puts you at sixty grand a year, obviously pro rata, and mm. that's you know one of not I wouldn't say top end jobs, but that is a high end job. 
Mm. No, it is. And if you think about it, the time you put in for that is, you know, maybe quite a lot, but your account's going to keep growing. You know, yeah. every next year or the year after that, you may be making 10K a month. And then from there, it just grows, like, you know, out of control pretty much. You just like, if you're just repeating the process over and over and over again, you're going to start making, you know, consistent gains. You're going to start making real money. I say real money. It's all real money, but, you know, like impactful money, like life changing money. And once you've mastered the scale, Tan's actually put this on his story earlier about once you've mastered and perfected the scale, you know, the time you actually put in after that is not a lot. No, it's, yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, work hard, you know, skimp a bit for two years, three years, four years, whatever. Put everything you can into doing what you're trying to do. It doesn't have to, even if it's not trading and you're doing a business or whatever, if you're putting money into that, investing into it, you know, after, say, five to ten years' time, you are going to be in a position where you could possibly retire. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to set those, you know, dramatic goals, but... It is potential, even just from putting in £300 a month. And eventually you'll get to the point where you don't even need to put that £300 a month in anymore, so then, you know, you're not even affecting your normal life anymore. Yeah, I stopped after two years, to be fair. Um, I didn't feel like I needed to. Yeah, because um, if you're making £2,000 a month off your account and it's grown, and you withdraw 500 in fact, you might even want to start withdrawing then. Yeah. You withdraw five hundred, keep one thousand five hundred in, and then just keep going that way, and then you're slowly making money back out of it, and then it's it's gonna pay itself back out. But it is like, you know, part of the learning process. If you start with three hundred, five hundred, take it seriously, because that saying goes true. If you can't manage three hundred pound, there's no way you're gonna be able to manage a hundred thousand or a million. Mm. The the funds don't matter if you can get the mindset and the, you know the the uh, strict discipline eventually you are going to reap the benefits like tan says now maximum i spend like two hours at the charts like on off i don't literally just sit two hours in the morning and look at it you know um you know you know what uh, this week i didn't even look at it i didn't really look at the charts there's not many on my phone yeah yeah that's well, right exactly. we, don't, we don't really need it we don't really need to be on the on the laptop or on the pc yeah I still trade my my technicals, so what I do on oh, Monday, yeah. I spend an hour or two going through my top 10 charts. So, mm. well, it's not always 10, but I look at, you know, the, the 10 charts that I pick out for the week, and then I'll just focus on them charts. Even, I may take multiple positions on those um, charts, uh, on those pairs, but, you know, I won't flick, say I'm looking at USD card, GBP, JPY, and gold. I wouldn't just go over and look at NZD chief for you know, just because I would just stick to what I'm looking at. And if there's nothing on those pairs, then I'll just not trade. But there's always something, especially with the sh like you know the style that I trade short term, mm. whatever. But yeah, it's it's like you if you're learning to pick up ten percent or whatever every month, and you're learning to follow your strict rules, and you you're experiencing all these different uh, scenarios in the charts. You know, everything that can be happening to your trades, you know, the drawdown, coming close to stop loss, being stopped out by spreads, you know, all of these little things and things that'll bug you, you no matter what trading account size you've got. Like these experiences yeah. are things that you need to manage. 
you know, a bigger account. So, like, in the process of trading £300 or £500 or whatever you've got to trade, it's all learning up until the point where, you, you know, you're happy and you're comfortable. Mm. I don't know if you agree with everything I've just said, but, yeah, it's like... Yeah. No, no, like, exactly the same, um, same view on it. Because... You can, it just takes time, as Tan said. That's that's literally the, the bottom line of it. Yeah, um, my story was I used to work um, in, as an apprenticeship. As an apprentice, I had an apprenticeship in a software development job. Um, I, w I wasn't earning good money, but I was working in a takeaway. Well, like, in a, like, a part-time job, uh, I was just doing working behind the counter. And then when I was old enough... Uh, when I was 17, I started delivering as well. But, you know, from that, I was just earning £50 a night. And uh, during my six yeah, months... Well yeah, that wasn't too bad, to be honest. I was quite lucky to find that. But even if you were getting £30, £40 a, month, a, a, a night, you know, plus plus tips so and delivery money, I was making, you know, decent decent money. Sometimes I could make, like, mm. £70 a night, and if there was no deliveries, I could just make my standard 50 But... Yeah, I mean, sometimes if you get awkward deliveries that are really far away, you could lose money. But you wouldn't, you know. At the end of the day, I'd still be making around fifty pound a month, uh, fifty pound a night. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, whenever it was busy peak times, like summer when people go out drinking and people have time off, I would always do as many shifts as I could, like every day. And that that was basically an extra thousand pounds a month into my, like, you know, in in my pocket. And I would use that money to buy courses. I would use that money to fund my account, compound my account. You know, this is how I have so many, like, courses. Someone asked that, actually. Like, why did you buy over £5,000 worth of courses? <laughs> and then, to be honest, I don't really know. Like, it's just learning. Every, every single course, even though, you know, technicals are always the same, I watched the entire thing. So, you know... The, the basics, like how people explain things, um, how how people draw trend lines, how people, uh, you know, uh, see the charts differently. Everyone's different, even though we all teach and trade the same, similar way. You know, mm. I, I know Tans doesn't trade technicals, but for me, um, no matter who you watch or whatever course you sit, Every person's going to teach what a pip is different. Every person's going to teach how to use a trend line different. The concept's the same. You know, it's a support, it's a resistance, whatever. It bounces off there, it can break out, it can reverse, whatever. But the actual, you know, knowledge and the, the sort of tips that people have always have different, you know, secrets, quote-unquote. Mm. And you always learn, like, one or two different things every single time, even though, you know... I'm very, very confident with my support and resistance. I'm very confident with identifying price action. But if I watch a price action course now, I'll learn or at least see a different, you know, outtake on it. Yeah. And then I tried different methods as well. I tried Elliott Wave. I tried harmonic patterns. I've tried supply demand. Tr tried, you know, the, the expensive basic courses, you know, like the big names, like the one that you bought. Um, mm, I've never tried yeah. that, but I've had similar where it's just like literally support resistance. Uh, every person uses different Fibonacci levels. Every person identifies which level they use differently. Um, some people add their own in, 
and they work fantastic as well. I mean, I try to stick to the, the standard key Fibonacci levels. But yeah, I mean, investing in yourself is never going to hurt. And mm, obviously, yeah, for me, this was just extra free money. As such, mm. like, yeah. when I was doing this in my uh, sixth form days, obviously... But you mean trading was, or... What, the... What were you saying? You mean the trading was extra free money? No, the um, the the takeaway. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like that wasn't money I needed to live. The job that I had gave me enough money to eat. You know, go see friends. I didn't just know life. This I put a lot of time into it, but I still went out. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. I paid for my car and everything with my job, and then the part time job that I had extra was literally all just. That was. Just at one point, I didn't really know I was going into trading. So that was just like investment money, trying to make businesses, you know, learn it, buying courses on dropshipping, Amazon, fulfillment, not fulfillment, what's it, affiliate marketing, you know, all of the, <laughs> all of those things that you see online, you know, like the, yeah, this is how I grew my seven figure business or whatever. I, I bought courses for everything, but then I decided trading was what I wanted to do. Just, I don't know why I picked trading, to be honest, I think. It's just less maintenance once you learn it. Because I was always yeah, thinking long term. Because if you're scaling an Amazon business, when you're selling, you're shipping, you're fulfilling, you know, 50 products a month, and then you're shipping a thousand products a month, although you press the same buttons, there's a lot more customer service that goes into it. You need to hire people, you need to actually mm. manage a lot of different things like micromanagement. Whereas trading, even though we did start Vertex and, you know, that's a completely different story, but trading <laughs> at the end of the day, if you're trading 300 pound or you're trading, you know, a billion pound, other than the numbers being bigger, psychologically, obviously it's going to be different, but technically the trading is exactly the same. Yeah, it is. You, you don't put any effort in. Similarly linked to your story post before, it's kind of like you know, it is, once you've mastered it, or at least got to a level where you're comfortable and consistent, the, your effort doesn't have to increase. Yeah, definitely. You know, at the point where we, we still always backtest, but we're always trying to find new things to, you know, provide to our clients, different methods of trading, because not everyone finds, you know, our methods, our strategies useful. Yeah. But yeah, like, if you're just a casual retail trader who's just just trading for that, you know, freedom or trading for some extra money, the effort you put in after you're consistent isn't much, really. But no. yeah, anyway. so much effort at all, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. So that was my story, pretty much. Built up loads of money from working part time, put it all into trading, education, that sort of stuff, and time again, basically. Mm. but yeah there is another option after you know getting part-time jobs using loans or just compounding as much as you can some people be, may be in stickier situations you know you're living paycheck to paycheck you're really really struggling with money then the part-time or you don't have time you've got kids you can't get a part-time job there is plenty of things you can do from home that don't take a lot of time that you can do to make money uh, i might make a youtube video on this in the future but I'm trying to base my channel around Forex content as much as possible. But if you just Google ways to make money, 
that isn't, you know, like surveys, the standard things, you there is ways you can make money for free. Well, little to no upfront investment that take little to no time. But yeah, I mean, Tans will tell us about the Vertex week, I believe. Uh, yeah, so we had a very good week, to be fair, um, considering the last two weeks have been uh, pretty pretty dead. I think the last two weeks combined, we made uh, just over 1%. So, it's, yeah, yeah, it wasn't ideal. And if you were following signals, if you missed one of the profitable trades, then likelihood is you would have been in the negative. Yeah. That's just, you yeah. know, that's how it is. Yeah. But yeah, this week uh, we finished at fifteen percent, um, about hundred and I think one hundred eighty pips. Um, yeah, it was it was a great week with a great start. Um, I think we took we only took two losses this week actually. Um, one was gold, wasn't it? Was that last week? One was one yeah, was gold, which is good Monday, which is standard, and uh, the other one was uh, Euro Euro Swiss. Oh think. yeah, that yeah, was on Euro Thursday, Swiss. Friday. Yeah, that was an annoying one because yeah, that was an annoying, annoying one. But other than that, it was it was a very good week. It was a great way to end uh, the month because we end the month at forty six percent. I think forty six. Yeah, one or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So we ended the month at forty six percent and about eight hundred and something pips. So it was yeah, it was a great way to finish. I was a bit skeptical coming into this week because just of how dry the last two weeks have been. So it was nice to have a, a, an active week at least. Yeah, it's important to know that we risk 2% on these uh, percentage. Yeah. So it, it's 23% if you're risking 1%. But uh, to be honest, most consistent traders that I've heard of and know of trade around 2 to 3%. Hmm. A lot of people risk two point five percent. That's sort of a common number. If you're consistent and you're happy with your strategy, there's nothing wrong with risking more, as long as it's still below five percent. I'd say. Yeah, I find five percent too much. To be fair. Yeah, so I like to stick around like one to three, but it just depends. Yeah, I be tried honest. it before. I tried five percent before. It was a bit scary, so I thought, nah, I'm not. It depends on what you're comfortable with. To be fair, it varies. If you're not, even if, you, if you're using 2% like we are, and if you start sweating um, over a little bit of drawdown, then that, then you just know that that percentage risk is way too high for you. Just go down. That's the way, I, and that's slowly, the way I've been taught slowly to. Slowly build it up, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, people out there recommend that you use, you know, 0.5% of your risk to, mm. to, to begin with. So you're basically not making much, but you're not losing much. And then pretty much just get comfortable with it all and then work your way up. But that is the bottom line. If you start feeling uncomfortable, just lower the risk until you become comfortable yeah. and then slowly build it back up again. But yeah, there is that is the first month at Vertex completed as a duo, um, as oftentimes. But yeah, we've got a £250 cash giveaway going on on Instagram right now. The link to that post will be in the description. Um, but other than that, there is another way to build capital. It's not really building capital, it's acquiring capital, I would say. So I'll let Tans lead with this one. As most of you may know this already, to be honest, if you've been watching all the podcasts. But yeah. 
Mm. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, you can't sound off. You sort of uh, buzzed out. What was the question? All right. I was gonna say, uh, talk about the final way you can acquire funding. Acquire funding. Uh, what am I talking about? The SMO. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that is that is the final way you could get funding. There's quite a few prop firms out there. Um, I'm not of. I'm not that aware of the others to be fair but uh yeah i did the fdmo and um and yeah i passed and got the account this week and uh it's currently sitting at two percent uh yeah two percent up um yeah i mean for me for me i think if you're a beginner trader and you realize that you've got you've got the strategy you're consistent um what else do you need? But you just don't have the capital. I think funding is the way to go to build your capital. Even if you don't want to keep the FDMO account, you can use uh, you can use it to top up your main account, and then you keep hundred percent of the profits as opposed to seventy. Even though seventy percent is is very generous for a lot of prop firms, because I think a lot most of them are fifty fifty. To be fair, um, from the one of the some of the others that I've seen. Yeah, but. Um, but yeah, if you've got if you've got everything that you need to trade, just not the capital, then I think going, I think getting funded is the way to do it. I think um, one thing that was sort of raised this week, and I sort of mentioned it to Ben before the podcast, is um, following signals for the FTMI. I don't know what your opinions are about it, Ben, but I personally don't agree with it um, for many reasons. But I'll let you give your opinion first. Yeah, I, I think the same. So. The way I see it is, it's great, right? Okay, so we're giving you the opportunity, potentially, to have £100,000 capital in your trading account. Now, obviously, that's great for us. We, we've, um, you know, we're happy to help you. The only issue is, we're not planning on doing signals forever. Like, it does add extra effort to everything that we're already doing. It, although not a lot and very minimal, it's more of the, the maintenance of, you know, the customers. Yeah. Not really maintenance, but you know, replying to people, and obviously, myself and Tans, we pride ourselves on you know giving, offering our time and support. So we we try and reply to everyone, even if it's you know not like um, directly affecting us as such. If you're just asking a general question, not even about trading, we still try and answer. Um, if it's something about what happened previously, we'll still try and answer whatever. But you know, as we grow clients say we have thousands of people it's it's it becomes really difficult to give everyone similar attention and mm. i think tans yeah. has the same well i know tans has the same uh, outlook on this especially if say myself or tans or both decide to stop this or we just you know don't continue with the signals or whatever we have a bad week and you're not trading properly at the end of the day if any of those things that I've just listed happened or, you know, like anything from a wider list of issues that could happen with this, you're not able to trade your account for yourself. Yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. That's exactly the same, same view. Like, um, I know cause I saw, I know I mentioned, and I think it's because I did mention this is the fact that, uh, when I did the FDMO, all the trades that I did on the FDMO were, um, sent as signals, um, literally all of them. 
um, apart from the one losing one that I had. Um, and I think because of that, there's a, quite a few people who've decided to to jump on it and get um, get on the STMO just by and hopefully they can pass by following the signals. I, and I mean, the signals have been very profitable. I I give that. But then, what if, as you said, what if one one day I decide to to stop sending signals and just focus on um, the educational side, which is the main reason why we started Vertex in the first place. Um, because I, personally, I don't fully agree with signals in that sense. Uh, I think that everyone should learn to trade because eventually your your favorite trader will will stop. Or it will just it will just happen. And if you get to that point when they do stop, you either need to find someone else who is, which is going to be very difficult given the situation at the minute on Instagram of, because almost everyone, every company almost looks legit, even though they're not, um, you're just going to be stuck. And if you do pass the FTMO following the signals, again, if I was to stop, well, what would you do then? You just have to sort of, place your own trades and hope really unless you have a, a strategy or you can or you can learn from us which is what i recommend doing before doing the fcmo um the same sure um, doing your I own think, trades to make sure that yeah. you personally can pass it without the influence of us without you know assistance from us because it at the end of the day it's got to be independent like yeah it has to be and um i think uh, we, I think I can't remember if it was the last podcast. You know, when uh, did I tell you about the guy who messaged me about trading for him on his FTMO? Oh yeah, that was last week. So that guy just wanted me to pass it, just just to pass it, nothing else. Um, and he said he'll give me a split of the first withdrawal. But the fact that if you can't pass the FTMO yourself, if I was to pass it for you, what makes you think that you'd be prof- profitable in the first month? Like you'll just lose the account if you. Like you still have to maintain the restrictions that they give you. Um, Not to mention, if you it's can't, completely illegal and we don't condone this at all. Yeah, it is, it is illegal, so don't get anyone to to trade your account. Um, unless they have a license, but obviously I think FTMO, I think that is illegal to do that. But, um, it's against the terms and conditions, yeah. But yeah, if you can't manage it on your own, then I don't think you should be doing it. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to discourage the I'm not trying to discourage like those who are doing it. I mean, good good luck to everyone that is trying it. But um, I wouldn't say following the signals is the way to go about. It's is a completely wrong way to go about um, trading uh, and getting funded. Yeah, if I mean, if you do pass using the signals, it, it is very big, you know, praise to us basically because we are doing. We're we're clearly doing something right, even though we're not. You know, you you haven't passed it yourself, but our service as a whole, you have managed to gain a hundred thousand pounds off it. But you know, we're not trying to get everyone to copy the same trades. We're not trying. The signals are purely there to learn from and earn, you know, an additional income. But if you're looking to do something like the FTMO, you have yeah. to trade because obviously, if you had your own account, say you made ten thousand pounds in however long you've been with us. If we just stopped, you could withdraw. Yeah. And do something else. On the FTMO, if we stopped, you now have no more money coming in. You can't get any more money from FTMO unless you profit. Mm. Like, 
you know, if you if you had a hundred k in account in your own account and you you couldn't trade, you could withdraw it. If that hundred k is what you're relying on to you know live. That's the yeah. That's the problem. And re- reliability wise, you can't rely on someone else because you're not independent at all. Like financially independent, you're not. Because no, technically we're paying your bills. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because you're just copying what we're doing now. Is it possible to pass using signals? I mean, we'll we'll find out because the only reason we bring this up is we do have some people doing it, and obviously all of Tans Tans's FTMO trades have been posted. The only thing to note is Tans doesn't place all of the trades that are posted in the um on his FTMO because of the the drawdown limit, because of the daily loss limit, you know the max loss limit. You know, yeah. placing the amount of volume that we provide in signals is there's no other way to say it, but it's like straight over leveraging. And you know, you don't want to be over leveraging at all, really, because then you'll just lose the account straight off. That's another thing, actually. Following our signals, if you're placing every signal, mm. then on a lucky, well, not a, on a good spree, we'll say, because it's not lucky. The strategy's there for a reason. But on a good spree, if you manage to, you know, pull that off, then yeah, brilliant. But if you go on a spree where, say, two weeks ago, when it was absolutely awful. Was it two yeah. weeks ago we had a negative week or last week? No, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. You might have hit that daily loss limit and you've lost your account. Mm. The only reason Tanz has done it so well because he's picked his trades and he's been smart about it. You can't just, you know... Like t- like we've always been saying, this strategy is fantastic, right? But if you if you don't have all the the foundation behind it, you don't have the experience, you don't have, you know, everything we we talk about on a weekly basis. If you don't have any like all of those skills, you're severely going to struggle. Even following perfect signals and following the perfect strategy. Yeah. Like, so I mean, because our yeah. with us with with our trades, well, with the way that I manage uh, my personal account is, I max have three trades running, and I only add another one if uh, one is risk free. So our max drawdown and loss is is six percent if you're using uh, if you're using two percent risk. But that's the main reason why I'm not doing it on FTMO. I'm only doing on my FTMO. I'm doing one trade at a time. And only entering another trade if one is at break even, or their stop loss is in profit. Other than that, I'm not entering um, all the all the signals on. Yeah. Most of them, most to be fair, most of them get on. But um, yeah, it's it's just a case of having a break even trade, and then I would add another trade because you don't want to obviously over overexpose your account, but. That's the what that's the main reason, as Ben was saying, is why signals is not the way to it's not the way to do it. Like you've got no basis to manage your own account really. Yeah, and on like there's so many reasons why it wouldn't work. Uh, like, for example, if Tans posted a signal and he said remove that signal or move the stop loss move, well, we don't really move stop loss often, but well, in a profit maybe, but we don't move the stop loss bigger. But all we say is place to take profit, and potentially, yeah. Well, yeah, because sometimes we set trades with open stop loss, uh, open take profit. Sorry, we never 
set with <laughs> but yeah if you set with open take profit and then suddenly tan says ah oh, we'll put put a take profit there and it hits take profit right and obviously our take profits are always on psychological or you know physical levels that may be an area for reversal yeah so if if we've take profit taken profit and then it suddenly comes back down into a loss because you've missed that signal or whatever whatever you've missed the update um you know albeit right now everyone's probably sitting at home doing absolutely nothing because of the quarantine but when when you're back at work back to normal life you are going to start missing these things mm. and it's like yeah. if that happens that they're just the standard common problems with signals really if that happens again then your ftmo is gone blah 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 again same thing happens and basically you might be able to pass it and you might be able to get some money out of it but in the long run it's not consistent and it's not going to be reliable no no and that's that really can you pass using signals i'd say yes Should no you? yeah you can yeah you can well yeah. you, you could pass even if you'd never traded before the whole point of the the challenge is set up to make sure you can hit a certain consistency level the 10 maximum uh the minimum trading day is 10 and then the second stage and then the withdrawal stage before you even get any money back out of it yeah but can you look your way through that yeah 100 percent. you could hit a you know over leverage trade zero drawdown get very lucky with the the movement close yeah. it 10 percent done easy do it again could look it yep it's possible and then you could withdraw and then the month after you could lose your account and you've already quit your job and whatever <laughs> but yeah. yeah don't yeah are they, like the, the moral of the story is just don't do it but yeah. you know good luck to you if you are doing it and if it pays off then you know you could have a nice payday out of it but I, it's not going to last in the long run there's no way it does but yeah, yeah that's pretty much it this is how you get capital this is options on how you can pass uh how you can get more money and get funded and yeah that's been us if you are wanting to learn then make sure you head over to vertexinvesting.co.uk and yeah that's pretty much everything from me yep that's all from me and we shall see you guys next week in another episode of the podcast See you guys. Take care.